Design by Wingnut Social is brought to you by Wingnut Social, the interior design and home pro marketing agency for you guys. Learn more at wingnutsocial.com. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business? Then welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social, helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice. Hey kids, and welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social. I am your host, interior decorator, Darla Powell. And today's guest, David Wood, is going to have some terrific insight for us as it pertains to difficult conversations, those conversations and confrontations with clients or people that we avoid, some of us, most of us, dare I say a lot of us, including this girl right here who has two thumbs and likes to avoid confrontation, this girl. So he has some terrific advice for us today, and he is a two-time, two-timers club on the Wingnut Social podcast designed by Wingnut Social. You guys can check out his previous episode, episode 268, where he goes more in depth with some other stuff. So let's get into my conversation with David Wood, but first let me tell you a little bit about him. After life as a consulting actuary to Fortune 100 companies, David built the world's largest coaching business, becoming Number one on Google for life coaching. He believes the tough conversations we avoid, that's me, that's this girl, are our doorways to confident success and even love in both work and life. David coaches high-performing entrepreneurs, executives, and teams, even prison inmates, to amazing results and connection. One conversation at a time. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming David Wood back to the show. Hey there, David Wood. Welcome back to the show. How the hell are you? Thank you. Well, better now for talking to you. I was a little <laughs> tired when we started this, but I'm already starting to get into, uh, I love talking about life and business and how they all work and how we can have more fun. So I'm feeling better in the last five minutes. <laughs> awesome. Well, I had a little Debbie cake and some Diet Coke, so I'm super fueled oh, there <laughs> for, you go. for this chat. We were talking in the green room, David, and of course, you've been on the show previously. And if you guys want to check that out, that's episode 268 of the Wingnut Social Podcast, as it was called then. Super inspiring. You just kind of threw up everything, moved out to Hollywood, became an actor as a, what, fourth, fifth, or sixth career. I don't even know. I've lost track right now. I'm super inspiring. So you guys need, definitely need to go back and listen to that episode with David Wood. And uh, we were talking in the green room about how in the last few episodes with guests, I have spoken about my personal challenges with conflict resolutions, having tough conversations with clients and the engine that can give us. And which is kind of weird because I was a cop in a past life for 18 years. And 18 years, conflict resolution. Of course, I had a different level of authority then. So that make, that makes a bit of a difference. So we're going to talk today about having those tough conversations, what they look like, how we should approach them, and some of your advice on navigating that. David, are you game? I'm down. So you like to outline nine tough conversations, of examples of tough conversations. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. Firstly, I want to say a little bit that came up for me about tough conversations. When, when I hear it, and when a lot of people hear it, it's kind of like going to the dentist. It's like, I, why would I want to do that? I, I don't want to have it. I'd rather stick pins in my eyes. Um, but the fact is the tough conversations we haven't, have, haven't had form the boundaries of our world. And you kind of have a choice. You can take the pain of wearing a mask 
for days or weeks or months and not say this thing bugs me or I want that thing or I really love it if you would do that or hey I was disappointed when 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 you did that thing we can take the pain of that and then the disconnection that that provides in our relationships or we can take the pain of having it and find that sometimes it's not even nearly as tough as we thought it was all tough in our heads and once we came yeah. at it with a little bit of vulnerability, then the other person is like, oh, oh, I, wow, I, I had no idea. You know, let's see what we can do. And life gets better. And one of the huge wins that I don't think I talk about enough is self-expression is a win in and of itself. When we get to just be expressed in the world, this is who I am. <sighs> That's a win. I just had an exhale because I can feel like tension gets released. But when we're not that, when, we, when we're not speaking our truth, and there are good reasons why we don't do it, but when we're not doing sure. it, it creates a tension. And we have that all the time, and then it builds and builds and builds until one day we're 30 or 40 or 50 or 70 or 80, and it's just a habit that we won't say certain things because that might rock the boat or I might lose something very important to me. And I'm here to mm. say, if you do it right, I find nine times out of 10, you'll get a positive result. And even the times that you don't, you'll probably still feel better about yourself that you spoke the truth into the world. Yeah, I love that. And I have found from personal experience that the what we imagine the difficulty of it or that conflict or the unpleasantness of it is usually at least 10 times <laughs> the reality of having it. It's, it's, we work ourselves up with that stress yeah. and, and having the conversations or standing up for ourselves. David, where do you think this stems from? You, you did mention habit, the habit of doing this. People pleasing comes to mind, which is another conversation I've had with guests. Where does this all begin? Why do we have this reluctance? And not everybody does. My fiance tells it like it is. She has no <laughs> oh, yeah. problems about having any kind of conversations, conflict avoidance. I, I envy that from her, of, you know, that she can do that. I do not have that. So wh what do you think causes that? What, what help us out? My assumption based on my own life is that it comes from uh, most of us from, from our childhood. When, when you're born, you have very little power. There's a huge power dynamic in that you're Parents provide your food, your shelter, your clothing, and your love. And so if you say the wrong thing that's going to trigger a parent, you could be in trouble. Some people got hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I didn't have the experience, like, let's suppose I was upset and crying. Oh, you're sad? Come and tell me why you're sad. Um, do you want to cry some more? Is there some way I can support you? Sometimes it was stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. And if I was angry, oh, there was, it wasn't an angry friendly zone to be angry. If, if, I, if I was angry, it wasn't, oh, do you want to beat some pillows? You know, you're upset that we're not going to the zoo. I don't blame you. That must be really frustrating. Tell me more about that. That wasn't my world. It's more of my world now when I hang out with my super conscious friends who train in this. Then I get that. But most of us don't even have that today. If you're angry yeah. with your partner, your partner's not usually going to say, or your boss, huh, tell me all about it. I want to <laughs> hear about how angry you are with me. Right? We don't have that. And I, that's sad. 
that we that our society is not there yet. But that's okay. We only need one person, and that's you, the listener, to um, to be that person. And so I just don't blame anybody. So we've got this habit of let's be careful. Let's not rock the boat at work because they pay my bills. Let's not rock the boat at home because my wife or husband could maybe take the kids if I confess to an affair or maybe I'll trigger some wound they have and they'll get upset. So I understand why we do it. And also, none of us were given a roadmap. Here's a blueprint when you have something edgy, fill in this page, take it with you and use it every time. We didn't have that. Well, you do now, or you will at the end of this episode, because I did a one-pager mm-hmm. that you can download for free. And nice. for anything edgy, it will set you free. And you said something at the beginning about, um, just a little early, you said, oh, we build it up so much in our heads. Mm-hmm. This is great personal growth work. When you've got something edgy, it will show you something about yourself. If you fill in the worksheet and do the form, you'll work out, oh, this is why I'm scared to bring this up because I'm worried this will happen or they're going to think this about me. That's gold. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Where can we go to download that? Uh, Mouseintheroom.com. I I wrote a book called Mouse in the Room because the elephant is not alone. We all know about the (laughs) elephant. We should, and we should address the elephant, but what about the little things that are our feelings, mm-hmm. thoughts, sensations that the other person may not know about, we may not even be conscious of yet, mouseintheroom.com, and uh, there's no the in front of it, and go to the mm-hmm. top left, because people say, wait, where, where was it on that page? Top left, free download, it's called the 3D process, and it's a sim- print off 20 of them, and it's a simple one-pager and you can take it with you when you have the conversation. You don't have to master this stuff overnight. That's crazy. No, take it with you and say, I wrote down some notes because I didn't want to forget anything. I'm, I'm going to go and download that for sure because I still, I still to this day have this. Um, I've been better <laughs> about it, but I still have this. So that sounds like a tremendous resource. So talk to us about the nine tough conversations of powerful leadership. What is that? Leadership is such a an interesting word. I was thinking, someone asked recently, how do you serve people? And the way it came to me, it always comes differently, but it came that I help people to lead. So firstly, we've got to lead ourselves. Where am I going over the next five years, the next year, the next three months, the next week, tomorrow, the next 25 minutes? Right? Most of us aren't, aren't doing that. So we start with leading ourselves, but then we want to lead at home. We want to lead with our kids, with our partner. We want to ideally we'd like lead at work. Even if we're not the boss, there's a thing called managing up, which, which is really important. So we're always leading someone somewhere. The question is where? And I did identify nine conversations of, of leaders. So reveals. Okay. Revealing something about yourself it might be a feeling. It might be just what's happening. What was the reveal I did uh, to you um, when in the green room? As soon as you said, "How are you doing today?" Yeah, you you were like, you know, I've had better days. I'm I'm fair. Yeah, I said I feel like I'm keeping my head above water at the moment. <laughs> yeah, and and I've, I felt better, but I'm not terrible, right? That that was <laughs> a reveal, and I didn't want you to feel like you had to save me. 
So, and, and I didn't plan all this out, but now that I'm breaking sure. down what I said, I then said, and I usually find my energy really ramps up when we start talking about life, which it has, so yeah. that you feel like you don't have to save me. There's no problem here. It's just the truth. And then you shared a little bit about how you're doing, and I felt closer to you because it was like, oh, we're kind of on the same page here. So reveals, it doesn't mean you go into the boardroom and say, we're heading off a cliff. I don't know what the plan <laughs> is in this climate. We're going under. Ah! doesn't mean that. You reveal that to your coach and maybe your mm -hmm. best friend and maybe your partner. And then once, once you're not bleeding from it, you might go in and say, some of you may be scared. I don't blame you. In the current economic climate, sometimes I am too. We don't have all the answers, but we've got the beginnings of a plan and together we'll work it out. But you can reveal, like sometimes I'm scared too about this. There's a quote that I'm going to butcher that says something like, <laughs> people don't connect with you around your perfection. Hmm. They connect with you around your imperfection. So That's as a true. leader, the more you are willing to let the let your team and the other people into your world, the more they can know you. And it seems counterintuitive because you think from a kid, you think, oh, if I've got it all together, if I'm all shiny and successful and rocking it out and posting all this stuff on Facebook, people are going to like me. It's counterintuitive to realize the more revealed you are, the more people trust and like you. Yeah, and, and that's true. And that's something that we do here because we're a marketing agency. I don't know if you recall, David, for interior designers primarily. And that is one of our strategies is that authenticity and just showing that you're human, you're fallible, you're a real human, warts and all, curated warts and all. That's another episode. And that's so relatable to people who are in the market to look for a real human being to hire in the interior design space. It, it just It's so much better, so much more relatable. You can see yourself in the other person and have that connection than someone who's unattainably perfect, which really doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, here's, here's an example. Um, if I, you know, I've, I've talked openly about my experience with anxiety and depression. It's mm -hmm. been something yeah. that's been around for 20-something years. Maybe it's genetic. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But I want to speak about it so that other people don't have to hide, hide it. And some people might hear that and say, oh, I don't want to hire that guy as my coach because maybe there's something wrong with him. But other people come to me and say, I like that you're willing to be who you are. And mm -hmm. I, ha I have some anxiety or I've been working with depression or insomnia or whatever. And so you get it. You mm -hmm. understand it. I'll go through the others just and hit the headlines. Otherwise, we'll be here all, yeah, all we, day. Yeah. And you can, you can dig into any you want. So the, the second one is real promises. As a leader, it's very rare. For, us, for anybody to actually say something, I will be there at seven and then actually be there at seven. You could mm. toss a coin as to whether they're going to be there at seven normally or I'll, I'll, I'll get it to you Friday. Yeah, maybe they'll get it to you Friday. Making a promise and sticking to what you say. Landmark education is great for that. Um, great training. Cleaning up. When, there's, when you've done something wrong... I don't I haven't yet found anything that can't be cleaned up. Even if the person has died, you can write a letter or you can make amends or, or donate to an institution or something. So so if you've made a mistake, go, hey, I'm I'm sorry. I was once with a guy and I said, oh, I wish I hadn't said that to her. And 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 she'd already pa walked past us and I said, uh, I'll 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 bring it up later. And he said, Go. 
I said, what do you mean? Go, go. <laughs> he was like, now is the time. And I went right up and just said, hey, I wish I hadn't said that. I'm sorry. And it was wonderful and glorious. Okay, holding accountable. Oh, managers, can't we use this? If someone is not doing what they said, and I, I, I say that very deliberately, maybe they're not doing something you, you, that you want them to do, but you don't have that deal. But if they have agreed to do it and they haven't done it, are you able to gently and lovingly hold them accountable for it? Hey, we had that conversation about you being on time to meetings. I noticed you've been late twice this week. What's going on? It's nothing wrong. No blaming, no shaming. I just want to ask what's going on. It's not happening. So what, what's happening for you on your side? How is it for you? And what would it take? And maybe there needs to be a consequence. You know, yeah. if, you're, if you're, you know, I'm committed to being on, t on time and having a meetings run on time, and you seem to be committed to not be. If you're late again, then this is what's going to happen. I love the West Wing when um, they, they come to the president's office and he's late. And she said, mm -mm, not today. And he's like, <laughs> he could not believe that the secretary is not letting him into the meeting. And he didn't have his agenda. <laughs> he didn't have the agenda for the meeting with him. And she said, mm -mm. and he said, oh, come on, just this. would not let him in. So <laughs> can you, without shame or without blame, hold people accountable? Number five is inspiration. Enrollment is, is a landmark education term. Uh, someone's enrolled if they're touched, moved, and inspired to take action. So that's a conversation. If, if people are feeling dreary and the meeting's going on and you think people are nodding a little bit, whatever, can you enroll them in another 15 mm -hmm. minutes of being alert? Maybe we're going to jump up and, and down for a little bit or do some exercise or maybe... Oh, God, please no. <laughs> or maybe you're just going to name it that, hey, this seems what, what's happening. Can we rally yeah. for another 15 minutes? Or people feeling down in the, in the economic climate and worried about their jobs. Can you enroll them in coming together as a team to take on the challenge? So that's, mm. that's, that can be a tough conversation for, for many leaders. Appreciation. Not all tough conversations are so-called negative. A lot of people, and my dad wasn't raised with a lot, I believe, with a lot of positive reinforcement. Great job, Dennis. You know, I so appreciate you. Just the fact that you're here on the planet. I don't think he got that. So I didn't get that. And I just heard from you. I just went back to Australia. He's, he's 85 and I don't think he's going to be with us very long. And I heard out of his mouth what I imagine was a very tough conversation with him. He said, as he said goodbye to me, and we knew that this was probably the last time we're going to see each other. He said, I'm a proud father. Now, and I started crying and I said I was sure. a proud son. And, but for him, that was a level of tough conversation. For most of us, just saying to someone, I so appreciate you. You, you know, you, my, my accountant, I, I was giving him a hard time because some things were wrong. And then I was like, oh, come on, appreciation. So I sent him a message and I said, you handle so much stuff that I never get to see. You only hear about the stuff that's wrong. And I want you to yeah. know I appreciate you. You're not going to know it when I send you those messages because I can be blunt and to the point. And I want you to know this. So if you take anything from this podcast interview, I would say write down 
one thing that someone in your life that you appreciate about someone in your life. Just one thing and tell them today. And you could make that I love a that. habit. Yeah. I wish more clients were like that. <laughs> Isn't it nice when a client, I, I had a client yeah. two weeks ago say something about how much she valued my help. And I said, we've been here, for, we've been working together for two years. And that means a lot mm -hmm. hearing that. And I think that's the first time I've heard it from you. I assume it, but it's really good to hear. Oh, and here's the other thing. Our brains, when we, when we give critical feedback, our brains hear that so much more strongly than they do the positive feedback. So there's some study that says you have to appreciate people about six times more than you criticize. Oh, wow. That's, That's the ratio. Okay. So, so get going, people. Um, All right. I need to work on that myself, actually. Yeah. And then I've got relating is number seven, and I don't know why I wrote that. Number eight. <laughs> so there's a reveal, right? There's modeling number one with a reveal. I don't know. I'm not going to make up something. I'm just going to sure. skip that and go, daring, are you, where are you courageous in your life and where are you holding back? Now, we've been talking about tough conversations, so that's an area where it requires daring. I'm going yeah, to go... I'm going to reveal this. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell, oh, my God, the time I called my mother and said, there's something that I have to tell you. I love you. I was 26 years old, and I'd never said it. It was terrifying for me. So these things do require daring, but maybe there's something else at work. Maybe it's asking for promotion or asking for a raise. Um, maybe moving to Peru. I don't know what it is, but, but daring is, is a whole, and we could do another podcast on that interview on that. It's a whole yeah. realm of, um, of tough conversations. Yeah. Number nine is caring. I think we've partly covered that with um, mm -hmm. appreciating people, yeah. but, oh, and now I know what relating was. Hey, so I want to talk to you a second and ask you, what would it mean to you and your bottom line to get an actual paying client from Instagram. Are you an interior designer who hasn't gotten any leads from Instagram at all? What kind of money are you leaving on the table? Well, enter Instagram for interior designers, our online digital course. If you're struggling to showcase your work on social media and you feel like you're not reaching your target audience and missing out on potential clients, then you need to check out our online marketing course, Instagram for interior designers. With over 1 billion, with a B folks, monthly active users, Instagram is a perfect platform to showcase your design skills and reach your target audience. And our course is specifically designed for interior designers who want to learn how to create a compelling Instagram presence, attract followers, and Cha-ching, turn them into clients. In this course, you'll learn how to create stunning visuals, write compelling captions, use hashtags effectively, and engage with your audience. You'll also learn how to use Instagram's powerful features, such as Instagram stories and reels to showcase your work and reach a wider audience. But that's not all. Our course also includes expert tips and strategies for growing your Instagram following and converting your followers into clients. You'll learn how to create a content strategy, collaborate with other designers, influencers, vendors, and use Instagram advertising to promote your business. The best part? Of course. Of course, of course. Our course is 100% online. You can learn at your very own pace 
and on your own schedule, and you'll have lifetime access to all the course materials. That way, you can refer back to them anytime you need a refresher, you need to update, etc. So if you're an interior designer looking to take your social media game to the next level, sign up for Instagram for Interior Designers today. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com. Check out Wingnut Academy. Drop down and check out that course. Oh, and did I forget to mention, there is a money back guarantee. If in 90 days you don't increase your reach and engagement and your brand awareness by completing this course and implementing what's inside, you'll get your money back. That's a no-brainer. What would it mean to you to sign one client from Instagram? Come on, folks. Head on over to wingnutacademy.com, wingnutsocial.com. (laughs) <laughs> okay, let's go back to relating, which was number seven. Yeah, and I'm going to com- con- com- conflate. Is that a word? I'm going to combine these two um, because that's what made me think of it. When you're caring about someone, someone said to me, uh, a good friend said a few years ago, David, you can occur as very transactional. I didn't know what he meant. And it took a while for me to to get that this was like the water for the fish for me. You know, it's like I breathe transactional. I'm to the point. Let's get stuff done. So I'm like, hey, this mm-hmm. was wrong. Can you fix it? Yeah. yeah. I'm not- and people don't, most people don't handle that very well. They just hear this was wrong. And so what what I realize is there's two completely different ways of being. Um, there's transactional. I'm going to get it done now. And then there's relational. So in a meeting, an example of transactional could be, all right, we've got another 15 minutes to go. Let's rally people um, because we have to meet the deadline this quarter. Relational might be, all right, we've got another 15 minutes go- to go. I notice a few heads nodding. I just want to do a check around the room. Everyone give a number from 1 to 10 about your energy level right now. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, all right, all right, me too. All right, <laughs> can we rally? And, 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 and push through for another 15 minutes. Do we have it? And checking around and like being with them to see right. if they're up for the thing. And a great, a great example from my life was when I called my landlord, I was about to move into a place and I really wanted to move in the following week. And they'd said no. And I called him and the transactional was, Come on, dude. <laughs> Come on. Let's <laughs> let's do it and maybe enroll him I- in it, inspire him. And he started talking about how busy they were. And I started asking questions. How is that for you? And he told me. And I said, you know, the word that comes to me is overwhelm. It sounds overwhelming. And he exhaled and said, that's the exact word. That's exactly what it is. It's overwhelming. And I said, well, you know what? Hearing that, I realized I just want you to have a good time as you get the place ready for me to move into. If you're able to make it work by next week, that would make a big difference for me. And if you're not, totally fine. You know, you just do what you need to do. I And I had this massive insight when I hung up the phone that I had priori- prioritized being relational over being transactional. I think that's really important. And that's something I do as well. And I don't know if that's the cop in me probably, or I'm just like, do this, right. do that, do this. Yeah, right. And and we forget sometimes to have those uh, human relationships in these transactions. And when you were going through these nine things, and uh, I think inspiration was still <laughs> questionable, but still, I saw some areas to where I'm 
fine. I have no issues having these conversations in other areas, having the conversations where I would give me a little bit of pause or where definitely we'd have to have some cur- courage in the daring. And I'm sure if you're out there in the audience, some of these checked off some boxes for you as well. So when it comes to these conversations in a, in a leadership position, they're the courage, the daring. Uh, how do we develop that courage to just like your friend said, just do it, do it, do it. Go tell her, go tell her. With, you know, without thinking, how do we develop that in ourselves? Number one, the first step that comes into my brain is you have to become aware of your tough conversations because we don't even know what they are. We know the really glaring ones. Oh, mm. my, you know, I haven't talked to my brother for 20 years or mm. I really am still mad at my uncle or that bully from school. Like we, but even that doesn't come into our head because we don't think of that as a tough conversation. I just hate that dude. So, <laughs> so it, it, if you do want to go further into this, I do recommend mouse in the room. It'll cost you $12.99. It took me two years to write and it's, oh, it'll, and, it, and it's got exercises like this one right mm-hmm. down um, anyone that you wouldn't want to cross on the street. Write down anyone from your entire life that 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 you might have any issue with. There's just there's not love there. There's mm-hmm. and then next to it, write down the one thing that you want from them or don't want. <laughs> you want them to stop doing or that that you wish they were doing. That sounds like a very good exercise, actually. Sounds a little painful, but <laughs> now I'll say up front, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to speak to all of these people. You don't have to speak mm-hmm. to any of them, right? We don't want to scare the brain. And have it hide things. We just want to get out. Like if I was fearless and if I'd mastered this, um, the 3D process, which is on that one pager on Mouse in the Room, if I had that and I was fearless, what are the ones that I might go and do? And then you might circle a couple and say, I'm going to practice. I'm going to try out this this 3D process, the mouse naming in 3D from David's worksheet. I'm going to download it. I'm going to practice it. I had a school principal write to me and say, I am batting four for four. I've used this four times now in a tough conversation, and all of them have gone really well. I'm a huge fan of this. So it could change your life to have a simple blueprint so that all of those things, those conversations that look too scary, so scary that your mind didn't even say to you, you know, that that could be a, a conversation that we could have. They now mm. become accessible to you and you start doing this. I started this in 1996 when my coach would keep pushing me to go and say that, go and say that, go and say that. Uh, what happens is you become a different person. You become a person that people will see as authentic, maybe see you as charismatic, maybe see you as trustworthy. Because you're now revealing more of those things. And then as a side benefit, you probably get a bunch of results that you want. Like you might get more money. You might get that employee. You might get that sex in the bedroom. You might get whatever it is. You may get those results as well, but you get to grow as a person. Self-expression is the only game in town once you start playing. It's like, I just, you know, and then if you go deep enough, as I did with Landmark Education, you get to a point where you can't stop. And they said, if you do this program, you will be self-expressed in every area of your life and where you're not, it will become an integrity issue for you. I did not know what the hell that meant. 
But now I know what they meant. It'll just feel icky and off until you rectify it and go and have that conversation or get expressed. Can you give us an example of just an actionable piece of strategy? Not not the whole thing, because like we don't have enough time for that, for sure. To start with, if someone is out there saying, okay, I, I hear this, and I'm definitely going to go to mouseintheroom.com and download the worksheet. But if they're just maybe right now, or maybe in the next five minutes, they need to have a difficult conversation, what's the first step? So uh, on the worksheet, I'll take mm-hmm. you through it from, from memory. First step will be who's your issue with and yeah. what's, what's the issue? Ah, uh, you know, so-and-so is annoying me or whatever. So we start to get clear. And then um, what is it you want? Because we often don't know that. We just know what we don't want or we're complaining. What is it you want? Well, I want a really good working relationship. I want to sleep better at night. I want this off my chest. I want them to listen to me in meetings and, and not, I don't want to feel shut down, right? Okay. This is gold to work this out. And then uh, here's another question on the form. What could go wrong? Ah, that's a good one. Yeah. This is why it's a tough conversation. Let's get it out in the open. What could go wrong? They could get angry at me. All right, good. Yeah, they might. They might yell. They might badmouth me in the industry. I had an issue with a podcast host who I'd offered a coaching session to and he didn't show up. Hmm. And then he 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 say, he wrote and said, oh, my bad. I've used your booking link to reschedule it. That didn't feel good. That didn't no. feel right. He was, But I didn't know why. I was like, I don't want to do this call. I showed up to the call. He wasn't there. Now he's rescheduled it. I'm like, but I didn't know why. But using the form, I got to work out I don't feel respected. I don't have any confidence he's going to show up the second time. And so I used it and I I reached out. And once you know this, oh, and and I thought I'm scared to say something because he might think this guy is a lot of work. He's high maintenance and he might badmouth me in the podcasting industry. And maybe people don't want to have me on their podcast. Mm -hmm. So, but once the truth will set you free. Once I got clear on that, I was able to either call him or in this case, I created a video and sent it and said, this is why I'm sending the video because I want us to have a great relationship and I want to be able to coach you and I want to have a good time coaching you. And here's why I'm hesitant because I'm worried you'll think this. And here's my issue. When you did this, this is how I felt. And so here's my request. And you can say no to all of this. And this is another thing on the form. Um, What's your request? My request is that you, if you do respect my time, that you let me know that you do. And and can I count on you 100% to show up next time? And how, how can I know that? Like, are you going to set an alarm or a reminder? Like, I just want to know that it'll be different. How will it be different? And the third thing I can't remember that I asked for. And I said, you can say no to any of these. And this is what I'd like. And he got back to me. And said, oh, my God, no one's ever had a conversation like this with me and been so straight about it. You're right on all fronts. So I'm a yes to all three things. I do respect your time. 100% I'm going to be there. I can't wait for the coaching session now. And he said, do you mind if I use this and play this on my podcast? And we ended up having a whole separate podcast interview about this and using this. And we played the video on the podcast. So that was a really good response, right? When I was so worried about it and here's this guy 
approving of it, um, you never know until you take the shot. And we, that we need more people to go first in being vulnerable in these tough conversations. I love the transparency there and that you were saying, here's what I'm worried about. This is what I feel is going to happen. And that you were actually, you actually communicated that to him and there, everybody, I'm going to say everybody, there might be the rare designer who hasn't had this experience has had a, an experience with a, a client where we were afraid to, to be assertive and to be transparent in that way, because we're afraid we're going to get a bad review or they're going to badmouth me in the industry. You insert any industry here. And yeah. I think that the way that you handled that and your, your form to help that as a tool is very disarming and mm -hmm. creates a connection. Every now and then, are you going to get the asshole that's going to say, that's going to take advantage of that? Maybe. But like you said earlier in the show, nine times out of 10, I think that's a very, very healthy approach. I love that. I love that as a solution. Thank you for sharing some of that. And of course, if you guys want the whole, the whole uh, kit and caboodle there, mouseintheroom.com, and, and download that worksheet. David, is there anything that I've forgotten to ask you on this subject before we get into the fire round? No, I don't think so. I think it's an endless subject. and um, <laughs> It is. And I, so I, I would just encourage, encourage everyone to just pick one. Pick one or two and try it out. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. um, and, it, and if, they, and if, if it goes well, you might be encouraged to do another one. That's all. Once you've got the sheet in front of you, you might put it up on your wall and have it. You might share it with your team and say, hey, if you got something that, that you're not sure how to say to me or your kids, mm -hmm. if there, is there anything, um, this is where you, we can encourage other people to name their mice with us. Is there, if there's anything that's edgy for you, here's a form. I plan to use it. Use it with me. Let's have more open communication at home, in our team, in our company. I love it. Now, David Wood, I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? I'm ready. I don't promise to have an answer for everything, but I'm ready. <laughs> what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Playful and deep. Can I say that's what she said? <laughs> yes, you can. You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have one food forever. What's it going to be? I'd, I'd, I'd take uh, any bowl from sweet greens with, with some, some healthy greens. I was going to say kimchi, but forever. I don't know. Mm. Uh, a bowl from sweet greens. Kimchi's a good one. Yeah. Nice. Last but not least, please recommend a book that has impacted you either personally or professionally. I'm going to go with Loving What Is by Byron Katie with a caveat that the book wasn't enough for me to get into her work. I read the book. I'm like, eh. But, but her work, which is what the book is all about, it was mm. the book plus hiring a coach. And this is not a plug to, to come and hire me. Hiring a Byron Katie coach. It was that practice and then going and doing her event that got me to do it, have it as a lifetime practice. And thank God that, that I have it. Um, but the book will be an introduction to her work. And here's, here's, I'm going to give it to you all in one line. The worst thing that can happen to you is a thought. That's the essence of her work. The worst okay. thing that can ever happen to you is a thought. And that was Byron Katie. The yeah, Byron Katie. Okay. K-A-T, mm -hmm. you can go to thework.com, and I've had a lot of teachers. Never had a teacher like Katie, who is just pure love. Oh, oh very nice. So, David Wood, um, we do know about mouseintheroom.com, but please tell the listeners where they can go to find out more about you and uh, get these amazing tools, and we're going to call it a day. Yeah, sure. Um, a lot of stuff on my website is, is free. So. Um, 
you go to mouseintheroom.com if you want the book about speaking your truth, uh, focus.ceo. That's my website for coaching. It's not .com. I actually got the .ceo domain. Um, a lot of free content on there. You can subscribe. If you want to email me, if you have a question for me, I'm happy to help. I'll give you my personal email address. Please don't add me to your mailing list. This is for you to reach me personally. <laughs> David at focus.ceo will get to me. You're brave. You are brave. Yeah, thank you. I am. That, there's my, my courage, my daring. That's step eight. <laughs> And if you're interested in coaching for you or your, your team, um, there's a right at the bottom, you can apply for coaching. And I recommend you do that even if you don't want coaching because I have the best intake form there. It's a life quiz. It'll ask you what you want in the world and what's holding you back and you'll get a lot of insights. And then you can just not submit it um, and not go to my calendar <laughs> to book a call. But if you want to do that and then have me review it with you and see if coaching would have an impact on that, I, I don't charge for those calls. It's how I find the right people to work with. Go and do that. So that's focus.ceo. Scroll to the bottom and click on apply for coaching and maybe we'll end up on a Zoom call. That sounds terrific. And I love it. And boy, what a tease. I, how can you resist just going and getting through those steps to get the, the intake? That's very It's clever. really, yeah. Like, like <laughs> we often don't plan our lives and lead ourselves. And this will ask you like, what, how do you shoot yourself in the foot? And it'll give you some options and uh, it's good yeah. to know. And then you might even want to print it off and go and share it with, uh, w with somebody. It's like, all right, this is what I'm up to. Awesome. David, it's been a pleasure again. Thank you so much for joining us again on Designed by Wingnut Social. You've been a terrific guest as usual. Thank you. My pleasure. Good to see you again. All right. I hope you were able to get something out of this conversation with David Wood. And if you want to find out more information about that worksheet and helping you to work through some of these resistance, some of this resistance with having these conversations and putting it out there on paper. I love the quote that he said that the, the worst thing that can happen to us is our thoughts. That's so deep on a lot of levels. I might meditate on that for half an hour, but head on over to mouseintheroom.com to get these downloads. A lot of free, it sounds like a lot of free resources there, David. Good on you. Very smart. Very smart. You want to give, give, give value, right? And build that know, like, and trust. Just a little note for you guys out there in the audience, something that David has done here pretty well, I must say. So head on over again to mouseintheroom.com. Thank you for joining us again, David. I'm going to work on some of these techniques myself. And that's it for this show, guys. Make sure to tune in next Monday for the mini news sesh and next Wednesday for another interview with a terrific guest. And until then, remember to get out there, get uncomfortable, and you know what? Be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 786-206-4331 to see how we can help take your business from meh to amazing. We'll see you on the next episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, your digital marketing tightly fastened. Hey kids, if you listen, oh no. Hey kids, welcome to Design by Wingnut Social. I'm your host, Darla Powell, and you are the best. Really, seriously. Go, take a break. People pleasing, and uh, what is the word that I am looking for? Mmm.
All right, so I did hope you get, I did hope you get it. I did, I hope you get it something from this talk. And that is it for this show. Make sure to tune in next Monday for the Minute News. Yes, and next Wednesday for another amazing guest with a, another, I mean, <laughs> Good boy, Mango.